Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It is time for Counterpoint. We bring in a new voice this week. John Dwyer, director of Arius. Am I saying that right? You're saying it right. All right, good times. Arius uh, Technologies. Uh, Systems also and interest. So you, you went over the title, Tony. I couldn't read it. Sorry. Director of Arius Technologies and Interspec Systems and a member of the City of Toronto Innovation Economic Advisory Council. Can't any of you people just get titles like director of stuff? <laughs> we're not, uh, not until we're important. In the right. meantime, you know, that's, you know. It's good being a radio person. I got no title. Uh, Stephen LeDrew, Toronto-based lawyer, broadcaster, former president of the Liberal Party when it was a good party. Hello there, sir. How are you, Alex? No title at all. There you go. There we go. <laughs> you got lots of titles, too. Let's talk about the story that has been kind of making headlines across this country, no question, because the RCMP apparently struggling, struggling to charge an ISIS fighter if he comes home. And, you know, the prime minister stated that a Canadian's a Canadian is a Canadian. And now we have apparently a dozen now in Kurdish jails who committed treason and want to come home. John, I will start with you. What happens to these guys? What should our government be doing and why can't we charge them? Well, I think it's a very slippery slope because it's it's incredibly difficult to suggest that everybody has the opportunity to regain the provenance of being a Canadian and, and all that represents in terms of the sovereignty and, and, and all that affords us. But the other thing is that, you know, we, we want to hold that out to be exclusive to people that represent what the country is meant to be. Um, uh, like not behead people. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, but then it lends itself to this oversimplification that everybody's a Canadian. And, and, and I'm sympathetic to that idea because once you start to differentiate between some, you know, one, one group to another, especially in, in times that are nefarious as they are now, it's incredibly difficult to say that there's not going to be anybody trying to slip in and push people outside of the framework who should be, you know, essentially a naturalized Canadian and should be welcome back. But, but if we go and say, and say to the Kurds, hey, look, we're not going to take these folks back. I don't have a problem with that. I'm well, sorry, I don't. Stephen, I know. I, I'm a mean person. I don't care about people coming back to this country if they've been part of something, to, you know, of where they're taking people's heads off and playing soccer with them, well, as this I, guy I, I, bragged I about. I you on that one, Alex. I think if John was talking about, he said if he's with uh, innovation, some companies, and if he goes over to Denmark and and does something illegal, pays somebody, some company, there's bribery, and there's laws in that in Canada, as happened before executives go far afield, I'm not suggesting to anybody that John has ever done that. But if he went over there and committed an illegal act or an act that is legal in Denmark and is illegal here and comes back to Pearson to do, continue doing business, he should be arrested and charged right. and found innocent or guilty. And these people, whether they are half Canadians or they were Canadians or they are Canadians or they want to be Canadians, I mean, it looks like they have Canadian citizenship. Therefore, bring them back. My sentiment is with you, Alex. Let them sit over there and, and be you know, starving in this jail. But how can you not, how can the RCMP not find something well, to charge these guys baloney. with? That is absolute baloney. Well, I don't know where that story came from where they say they're struggling. That is just absolute baloney. Bring them back. Charge them. At the airport, you charge them, you put them in jail, and you have a, you have a, you know, a trial. 
Well, and, and that's what we should do, John. But the the fact that we have to read this headline that the RCMP is struggling. Like, what's a struggle? They don't struggle. You know, yeah, no, there's well, no struggle. This no. guy is like recruiting and part of ISIS. And I, I would agree with you. Look, he's a Ryerson graduate. His wife's from BC. They have two kids that were born in Syria. They're attempting to now come back after he was a sniper. And more importantly, he was somebody that advocated on, on social media yeah. for people to come and join ISIS. I mean, John, you'll agree. Charge him, right? right? Well, no, I would agree. Charge him. But what I'm saying is I, I, I'm sympathetic to the idea that they don't understand the framework under which how to charge these people because I the have, jurisdictional issue becomes but the, no I know that but look we can all oh. look we can all appeal to the emotional side we can all say ah oh, it's easy just throw these guys in the can and who cares right. but the fact of the matter is we want something that sticks because what happened last time we gave Omar no, no, but, 10 million but what, bucks but what's happening right now is they're just letting them come into the country and they're just wandering around now and we're not allowed so I'd say no, at least stick them in a jail and build a case a criminal code against beheading people there's a criminal code against being a sniper and shooting people. I, I mean, think. bring them back, charge them. This stuff, this, this headline, I think, is, is somewhat twisted. Uh, no, well, that's, I mean, look, Stuart Bell is an investigative reporter. He, he went there. He went there. He sat in the room with this guy. So, you know, when he comes out with a headline that, I, I do. He went there, but he didn't necessarily go up to uh, the RCMP in Ottawa and say, well, are you going to charge? If you ever walk into the RCMP headquarters in Ottawa and ask somebody if they're going to be charged, you don't get an answer. Well, you don't get an No, but again, <laughs> you know, we're not hearing anything about the uh, yeah, Danforth shooting and anything else. And, and I, I don't know if, uh, you know, I've had interactions with people that have come into Canada legally, uh, have overstayed their welcome by virtue of their visas, and the, the treatment that they're subjected to is, is, you know, arguably incredibly difficult. So, I, I mean, I don't see any circumstance where these people are going to be come back and, like, you know, welcomed with, here's a blanket and a but nice home. Yeah, no, but we don't know. Maybe somebody's having a problem with Mr. Trudeau and they can't get hold of him because he's over there begging for Mikhail John's big, excessive <laughs> job with francophonie. Yeah. She can have her biggest swanky apartment in, in uh, Paris. He doesn't care about this stuff. All right, let's talk about the justice minister who was asked three times by Mercedes Stevenson on the West Block this weekend. Three times. How much is too much THC before I'm too stoned to, you know, be in a vehicle? And here's the answer, or whatever the word salad is. In terms of of, uh, driving, uh, we are taking a precautionary approach. Uh, No amount of alcohol or um, drug consumption, in my view, is a safe uh, amount to to drive with. Well, that's awesome. That's a really great... You know, Stephen, we're just telling you don't do it. So she can't give an actual level like it's 0.8 or it's a no tolerance approach. This is a week before pot rolls out, and this is the justice minister. Car with no brakes. And on the 17th, they're inviting everybody in sundry to get into that speeding car, and there are no brakes. And they don't know how to deal with it. And I tell you... I actually was down near a site in Toronto today. It was a needle exchange site. It's in a residential area. Funny. I feel badly for the kids and the moms and the dads and everybody around there with, with this detritus and the needles and stuff like that. And we're going to have and there's stone people all over the place. We're going to have so many more stone people, except for they aren't going to be at the safe in, uh, injection sites. They're going to be behind cars, behind the wheels, driving cars. John ha- uh, I, I, yeah, I would go so far as to say that that is a massive exaggeration. I mean, maybe it's because I'm just some kid who grew up in Scarborough, but I tell you, in high school, there's a lot of kids that smoked a joint and got behind the wheel. Is it safe? Absolutely but not. But don't you think the justice minister should know? What kind, what kind of marijuana was it then? <laughs> I'm 34. I'm just a, I'm no, just a young whippersnapper, you, Steve. You were smoking 20 years ago. It's just chicken. 
Well, uh, first of all, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. The hydroponic weed that's grown nowadays, and the way that they're diff- able to differentiate between cannabinoids and THC and, and and the efficacy of it, I would agree. And look, some of the strongest weed out there, and, and this is actually very unique, and and it's not the fault of the government. They cannot diagnose how each individual uh, uh, reacts to marijuana. Right, so then why did the government legalize it saying that it would be safer for kids and safer for communities if they haven't a clue themselves how it affects people? Or The bottom line is the most important part of this rollout, which would be enforcement and safety, they haven't got a bloody clue. I just thought they wanted Bay Street to get rich off a new product to well, park with brokers. liberal friends, yes. <laughs> yeah. Not even friends just liberal friends, Trudeau. everybody. Yeah. Friends of Mr. Trudeau when he is in opposition. Yeah, and a lot of ex-cops and all are, the rest uh, of are making a lot of money out of this thing, and it is it is a crazy idea. I'm fully behind decriminalization. I'm fully behind certain aspects of smoking marijuana or ingesting it, although I, as a cigar smoker, I think it's crazy that you can't walk in and buy cigarettes or a cigar anywhere, and yet you're going to be able to buy marijuana to smoke. If I, if I could just add one piece that's really important. You know what everybody's saying about weed is in the industry right now? This is the end of prohibition. This is 1929 in Chicago and all across the United States, weed and that's the way they're treating it. The, the money that has been made is going to be uh, a rounding error to the amount of cash that's going to be made in the next five to ten years by virtue of distribution. I'm glad. Yeah, I'll, I'll, the, the black market is still going to be there. Yeah. As, as uh, our former chief of police says, we're going to get the bad guys out of this. Baloney. The yeah. bad guys are going to be making more money than ever. Of course, because there's not going to be enough pot in the Who's first going to year. Buy it from and the government, with all the taxes and everything else, and all the information you have to provide, where you can go around and buy from the person you bought from, from for the last twenty years. That's no right. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions, going head to head. With counterpoint. counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It is Counterpoint with John Dwyer and Stephen Ladru mixing things up. I want to talk about this uh, hate group, the Soldiers of Odin, uh, who I pay very little attention to. But uh, they've gotten Jason Kenney in hot water as three of his UCP candidates appeared, apparently, to pose for photos with members of this extreme hate group at a function in Edmonton over the weekend. And he came out and condemned it immediately. But, of course... When in election mode, don't let an opportunity be missed. And here is Premier Notley commenting on it. He needs to speak decisively and forcefully to this issue. He needs to hold people accountable. And he needs to stop approving candidates for nomination who espouse hate in any of its forms. Okay, let me start with you on this, uh, Mr. Ladru. There's not a politician out there who has not been photographed with somebody who is some kind of Neanderthalic type. However, um, they use these opportunities to get their name, their brand out there. How else should Jason Kenney have, uh, you know, dealt with this? Well, the only you- thing I can, I can see, Alex, is we shouldn't even be talking about because before this story came up, I didn't know what yep. this group was. Right. And you and all your, all your listeners know that, exactly as you said, when you're out there and there's 100 people and they want their picture taken with you, you don't sit there and check their credentials or anything like that. You just get their pictures. And it happens to every politician that you have some picture taken with an odious person. The only thing right now is that we have a Premier Notley who is uh, fearful, I'm told legitimately fearful, of losing her job against uh, Jason, and she wants to make political hay out of it. So, I mean, let her do it. Jason, I understand, uh, spoke, uh, as you said in your intro, very definitively and uh, unequivocally 
about uh, the fact that this should not have happened and to apologize for it and uh, people should be more careful. Boom, that's the end of it. Get on to some issues. How do you, how should we then, John, deal with these kinds of things? Because Doug Ford, you know, you had Faith Goldie in the mayoral thing trying to get into a picture with him and her little recruit. Um, and again, reporters asking him to condemn it. But again, wh- what are you supposed to do? Are, are you supposed to just ignore it and hope that it goes away? Or, you know... I mean, the soldiers of Odin are a bunch of clowns. I mean, that, well, they that's, all that's are. All that's the is. thing. All hey, of these groups they're, they're are. They're like the splinter right. off from a group that came out of Finland in 2015. <laughs> they're, they're attempting to kind of posit this notion that they can apply the, the ideas and the rhetoric of the British Nationalist Party and become anti-immigration. And dope, John. It's <laughs> 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 that, you know what? I, 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 that may be very likely. I don't know what else you do in Southern Alberta. That's not fair. But look, th- this is, you know, it, it, for, for, for Notley to to posit this and say that it's a real issue and try to, you know, to hold it up as to be something. It's nothing. And I think from from a nonpartisan view across all parties, anybody with a brain between their ears is going to say that this is really nothing. And it's reminiscent of, you know, when Jasper Atwal was invited, uh, potentially, well, supposedly. That was a little bit different because he went 20,000 miles overseas with the, with the group. But you had, you had Mel Lastman with the Hells Angels. You had David Miller, who got uh, photographed with the York U Rapist. Um, mm. You had, I think, Rob Ford, some Nazi, neo-Nazi guy. It happens to all of them. The prime minister's been photographed with, you know, you know, alleged terrorists. It happens. But again, I'm not sure other than, you know, what else is what are these people supposed to do? Because you know Rachel Notley is making, as Stephen said, political hay out of this. Yeah, and, and I think Jason Kelly, uh, sorry, uh, you know, Kelly, the, the reply on Twitter was obviously... We condemn any group that pr- promotes racial prejudice. No. Leave it at that. I yeah. mean, you know, it's there's you're just epi- giving them more more attention than they deserve. It's like they say in The Simpsons: just don't look. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Bill and uh, Hill, shall we? Because they've announced that they're going to embark on an international tour, and um, tickets are running about seven hundred forty-five bucks. Speculations swirling that the former Secretary of State might, you know, announce another presidential run. Do you John, think they're going to be on the same plane, Alex? Who knows? You know, these, two, these two don't live together. I mean, it's hilarious yeah. that the two of them are out there milking the public. It's also hilarious that they're coming to Canada. Well, it's also hilarious that she thinks she can, again, run for president. Wow. I mean, <laughs> she's the most uninspiring candidate ever. Why would there be a demand for either of these people? There used to be a demand for freak shows. <laughs> it's be, you know, it's be, it's because law firms and accounting firms will continue to buy tables at these events. But these aren't tables. We're talking these Scotia. This is like a thirty thousand person venue where the Leafs play. This is not a small venue. And I'm like, who who was going to this thing to hear the Me Too captain? And the banks you know buy huge portions of these. They buy out the stadium. I guess, but well, you know, maybe you for know, Obama, maybe, this may be a, a bust. We don't, I mean, have you got details, Alex, whether in fact it's sold out or anything? No, because the tickets just went on sale. I'm just wondering, in wow, this time of life, like, sold by now. what's the relevancy of, and I, I don't say that to be a jerk about Bill Clinton, he's a former president, but again, he's also he's, well past his due date. And, and he's been around Toronto a lot. He oh. has been, yeah. Anybody who wants to see Bill Clinton, or, or for that fact, was it not, either of you, was it not Hillary who was here last year mm-hmm. with her book? Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, there were some tickets sold, but it wasn't, you know, people weren't 
you know, breaking down the doors to get in and see her. It's not like it's Ob- if it were Obama and Michelle Obama, Obama and his wife Michelle, that thing would sell out in a well, nanosecond. And, and speaking of which, there was an interesting article in Bloomberg that said the Obamas should slow down because they're about to make too much money to be legit. <laughs> so uh, I don't think Hillary and, and Bill are too worried about that, though. Well, so this it's is also interesting, though, but what is forcing them or making them do this? Because it's not the money. They are stinking, stinking rich. When they left, and she said, we have all these legal bills. I remember yeah. that when they left office. And uh, that, it took them about a nanosecond to get those millions of dollars legal bills paid. Sure. They are stinking rich. They're stinking rich, but they're also stinking shady. I mean, Bill Clinton is the captain of them. He's the Me Too captain, and, and he is They just want Teflon. adoration. They just, they can't. It's like some old pop group that you hear in some small little, uh, you know, town. I'm not going to name it because they all get the Like the, the monkeys or something? <laughs> you know, and they're out there, no, they're and they're right. in their 70s, and they're still... Now, we are talking about the Stones. They're still <laughs> good. But, uh, you know, they're still out there playing for 100 people. They just want... To hear the clap, they just want to have people say, "Oh, it's the Clintons." Are they like the? Are they like the the, the political version of Steely Dan? Is that where we're no, going? No, because Steely Dan's very talented. Steely Dan's pretty good. I know, but they're like, hey. do people still go? Yes. Maybe. See, I'm too young. What's going yes, on? Yes, you are too young. Oh, <laughs> Don't no, compare them that. to Steely oh, Dan. Oh, Spice Girls. Alex. Spice Girls. Alex. <laughs> yeah. Smack them. I will. Steely Dan. I'm close enough. Yeah. Oh. Deacon Blues. All right. Okay. We'll leave it there. Uh, guys, thank you. Appreciate it. That is John Dwyer. I'm smarting. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. I'll get it. I'll take it down. And have these millennials on your show. Not a chance. Stephen LeDrew, appreciate it. John Dwyer as well. We'll have you back. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.